Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Divorce Dad Diaries with your host, Stéphane Jutra. This is episode 4, Point of No Return. First of all, I want to take just a few minutes since this is actually the first podcast of the year. I've been, I would say, pretty bad in uh, recording lately. I can easily blame the holidays and not having enough time with everything that's been happening. But realistically, I had some time, but my focus, I guess, the past month was on other things that needed to be done on my side, taking care of the family and just enjoying a bit of time off. So uh, the podcast was on my mind all time and was feeling guilty uh, every day <laughs> that I wasn't recording. But finally now, this one episode four is out there and uh, I'm really, really happy uh, about it. Uh, so before I start, I just wanted to wish everyone a happy new year. And hopefully this year brings a lot of happiness and a lot of fun and just enjoy life with the people we love and a lot of health, obviously. Uh, everybody wishes health and it's a bit kind of a... I guess typical and maybe a bit boring, but without health, you can't do anything. So hopefully it's a great 2020 for everyone. And hopefully I'll be lucky enough to have you all follow my journey on this podcast for the rest of the year. And one thing I can say is definitely I'll get back into it and publish podcasts a lot more regularly and go back a bit like I did at the beginning, trying to push for once a week. So that's my goal. In this episode, we'll talk about a topic that's probably one of the hardest thing that people going through divorces or separation have to do. That's basically what initiates and starts everything. Definitely not easy to do. So it's how do you tell someone that you spend pretty much your life with or someone you spend most of your life with, or even if it's just a couple of years with someone that you really loved and probably still love, how do you tell them that you don't want to be married to them anymore? That's, that's not an easy thing especially the longer, I guess, that you stay together, the harder it gets, maybe, or maybe not. I mean, I can't say from my side, I was married for almost 20 years, so it was a long time. But definitely that moment where you decide that it's time and that you can't really continue this way is, in my mind, probably one of the toughest moments. First off, to obviously tell that to your partner, and probably the second hardest moment, and I would say, in my mind, it was as hard, if not harder, than telling my partner, is definitely telling kids that you're splitting up or that you'll be divorcing. So, so that's something definitely not easy to do. And I won't uh, cover the, the telling the kids part in this episode, but uh, in the next couple of weeks, there'll be an episode specifically on divorce and the kids. And that should be interesting as well. So really stay tuned on that one always kind of giving my perspective on it and how I went through it and my kids as well. How do you look at someone you know so well that you spent so many years together? How do you tell them that you don't want to see them every day anymore? Or that you have tried everything to be happy, but you realize that when they're around, when you guys are together, you're not happy anymore? Or... How do you tell someone that their personality and your personality don't work well together anymore or that it's not the same as when you first met, that you kind of grew apart and you grew so far apart that it's, in your mind, uh, impossible to work together and go again in the same direction? 
those are all questions that you ask yourself at first to try to figure out how you can actually bring that up and discuss with your spouse. Of course, I mean, this doesn't usually happen from one day to the other. I mean, usually there's a lot of steps that happen before that point. You can have some conflict at the beginning, you have discussions, you try to resolve it, doesn't work. Uh, usually things kind of get back and it's repeating one after the other. And over the years, things don't change and nobody makes the effort. Or eventually you have arguments and small arguments at the beginning, bigger arguments. And again, at the end, you have huge arguments. People are not willing to change. So there's a lot of things that can come up to bring you to that point, which I call the point of no return. That's the point really when your decision is made and that you have enough and that you don't want to continue in that relationship. And that's pretty much uh, what happened on my side. So it all started, you know, everybody's happy and but there's always little things kind of bugging you. And, and I'll bring back up the thing I'll be mentioning in a lot of my episodes. I've mentioned it before and again, taking the other one for granted. You're uh, married or you're with someone for many years and you tend to let things go because you know the person is there and will never leave. Yeah, at least that's what you think. You know, compromise, you make some at the beginning, but at some point you make maybe less and less and it's a bit more all about you. And so that's where the conflict starts because both sides uh, have some wants and some needs and sometimes... You know, you can kind of compromise between the two, but sometimes compromising is not possible or nobody's willing to compromise. That's also a big thing. And then there is that point, point we've been talking about, the point of no return. That point where you decide and you need to sit down with your spouse, your partner, and just have that discussion. And that's the point where you made up your mind that it's enough. And that's the point that you decide to go forward with it and you sit down and discuss how you move forward i think at that point also does usually there are different re reactions that might happen when you have that big discussion again i don't want to i think there's one point like i said that point of no return is really that point where you make up your mind beforehand you might have had a lot of arguments a lot of discussions about it but for me i got to a point where that's it that it was enough i couldn't I continue this way and I really had to sit down and and just decide to uh, see how we go from that point. So often, um, I guess it depends on the people, but yeah, there's different reactions that can happen during that time. I tried to list a few. First, I mean, the other partner might be surprised. Maybe they didn't see it coming. It happens. You have this, uh, this discussion with someone and they thought everything was hanky-dory and there's no issues or they decided not to... Um, look at those issues or they didn't really care about those issues. So in their mind, everything was going well. And all of a sudden they get stunned when the other partner comes and say they want a divorce. So that's one of the, the reaction that can happen. Also, they can also still be surprised and they might know that there was a problem, but they never thought it would get to that point. And that's the thing. I think that's a dangerous uh, path. And also... Again, I didn't do any statistics on that. It might be interesting to get some feedback, but I think that might be the most, uh, one of the most common one. You kind of realize there's problems in a relationship. The problems are not really addressed. And because again, you think every relationship are problems and you just continue like that without addressing any of them. And at the end of the day, one of the partners decide that it's enough and announces the other partner and the other partner is surprised that it got to that point. 
uh, even though there was a lot of flags and a lot of hints uh, beforehand. So usually it just doesn't come out of the blue. So that that's another reaction that's possible. It happens also, it's not always a surprise. Sometimes it's expected to. You know, it might have been a long and painful process. You've been arguing and screaming at each other for years and and the relationship just deteriorated over the years and nobody's happy or there's been even cheating or anything else. And so so you know that it's really not going well and it's just a question of time. So when it actually happens, you're not that much surprised because it kind of came to that point and that's when you decide to sit down and discuss a way forward. Uh, another reaction that's also possible is, you know, you've been actually talking about it for a long time or maybe a shorter time, but you've been talking about it. You might have had some discussion saying that, you know, we'll try it out, but we know nobody's happy and it might eventually come up as a separation. So, so again, it's not really a surprise. Both parties usually know and talked about it. And I guess at one point, both parties or maybe one or the other initiate the conversation. But uh, at the end, it's kind of a common decision of saying, you know what, enough is enough. It won't work out. And I don't think it's healthy. And I don't think we want to go in the same direction anymore. And the best thing would be um, a separation divorce. So there's different, again, type of reactions that can happen. There might be other ones too, but I think, in my opinion, those are kind of the main ones, I would I would guess. Obviously, you know, they didn't see it coming too. Uh, I mentioned a bit before, usually there are flags out there, so you might not be too much attentive to on what's been happening the past years or during your relationship, but sometimes it's a surprise and you sit down and you start thinking back and you realize that definitely were flags that maybe you weren't paying attention, but they were there. And again, maybe sometimes... There's no flags and it's just a complete surprise because one side planned all this on their side and they just decided to one day just come up and say, that's it, that's over. And then it's kind of a surprise for the other partner. And that can also happen. So I think that kind of summarizes the various outcomes of a reaction. But whichever reaction your partner has, it might impact your decision. What I'm really calling here the point of a return is really when your mind is set. It doesn't matter what type of, of a reaction your partner has. This is really the point where you decided uh, it's over. On my side, I think it was quite obvious over the years. We had a lot of different discussions about different topics. And I think, again, over the years, we kind of grew apart. Usually, like I said before, there's flags. So, you know, you're not as close as you were at the beginning and things start being annoying and things from the other person starts to annoy you. Uh, communication as well kind of goes off a little bit. A lot of the time the relationship might be kind of one-sided and you have arguments. And I know I've uh, my share of arguments over the years and about different topics um, can be how you feel, can be intimacy as well, can be money, definitely. Kids, kids, definitely a big topic. And again, having time, spending time together, you realize over the years you spend less and less time together and you don't want to spend as much time as you want with the other person. And I think that's what's happening. At the beginning of a relationship, you make time for it. Even if you have a busy job and I, I had a busy job and even, you know, with the family and my partner taking care of the, the family and everything else, kind of get a bit of over, overwhelmed, but you basically start to uh, spend more time doing that and less time together. And what do your major excuse is? You don't really have time to do it because you have a bunch of things to do. But at the end of the day, it's not about, about having time because if you wait for the moment that you have time to do anything, 
it'll never happen. Everybody has busy lives. There's a lot of things happening. So having time, I, I guess over the years, it comes less and less. <laughs> so you have less and less free time. So I think that it's really a matter of making time. So if you really want to be with someone, if you really want to make things work, you have to make time. You have to really look at your agenda and not just try to fill the holes that you have or say, you know what, uh, the only free time I have is in two weeks, so let's schedule a date night in two weeks. It's really to look at your agenda and say, okay, what are my priorities? Let's make time this week. Yeah, I know I'm working or I know I'm doing this or I know I have a class or I know know, I'm busy doing whatever, but let's make time to, to do something together and let's make time for us. And I think that's the main at least on my side that was the main problem the making time for us was less and less and it was always uh, not having time or making time for everything else except us it's funny uh, that, that that's another thing too i think that's maybe human nature or maybe in some of the relationship uh, we kind of all make time for work for example you know your boss comes and it's like oh you have this to do and like, i don't have time to do it but you always figure out like you know what i'll make time to do this i'll do it in the evening i'll do it in the weekend but you do that also with maybe with some friends sometimes. You'll say, you know what, I don't have time, but yeah, I'll make time to see you because I haven't seen you for weeks. But for your own relationship, I think, again, I'm also guilty for it. You kind of get lost and you don't make time for each other, which should be important. No matter what happens during the week, you should basically make time. That's one of the learning I guess I got from, from all uh, those years is really to not wait until I have free time or to not try to shove my friends or or family or anybody that's important, not try to shove them in between activities, but actually look at how I can make time for them. That's the most important. And sometimes making time is doesn't mean to cancel things or to say like, you know what, okay, let's forget tomorrow we take the whole day off and, and we do this. Sometimes making time is just, you know, a few minutes here and there in the morning before work or, or uh, you know, over lunch, having lunch together or after work, just going for a drink uh, quickly or even a coffee at Starbucks and uh, just spend some time there talking or or even, you know what, just stay home and just spend time together and sitting down and talking or watching a movie or at least just doing things together. So I think that's the most important thing. I also think one other important thing is, like I said before, there's a lot of flags out there usually over the years, so it's not happening by magic most of the time. And I think the important thing and Another learning experience that I have is to try to address those problems or those issues and not just brush it off because it's very easy to have an argument about whatever and uh, you argue, argue, everybody screams and everything and you know everybody's blaming the other one or nobody wants to take the blame and nothing gets resolved at the end. So there's no action and that argument, again, resentment and everything grows and grows and you have another argument a couple of weeks after, a couple of months after and it's bigger and bigger and bigger and those things never get addressed. One thing I think that's very important is to really listen carefully to the other person and see how they feel and not just try to negate that or just thinking that doesn't matter and try to address that. I mean, if those things are not addressed somehow, they will come back and they grow over time. And that's where I talk about the point of no return is usually at that point, you have a bunch of things that's been happening for years and years that were not really addressed. Sometimes you think they, they might have been, but being addressed is having both parties sitting down and discussing and seeing how this can be fixed. So what happens, they don't and they grow and they grow a bit like a snow. If you make like a little snowball and you let the snowball roll down the hill, I mean, you'll see that the ball will roll and roll and as 
as um, the furthest it goes down the hill, the bigger it becomes. So, you know, when you start with that little snowball and you throw it at someone, it doesn't hurt or nothing happens with it and it gets easily, it gets easily uh, squished if you want. <laughs> but over time, when that snowball goes down the hill, it becomes bigger, bigger and bigger. And at the end, it's so huge that it's too late. There's nothing that can be done. It just comes down and just crushes you. So I think the idea here is really to not wait until you get that humongous uh, snowball at the end crushing you, but to kind of try to address it when it's uh, that tiny snowball at the top of the hill. I just thought about that analogy and I kind of like it. <laughs> so anyway, so that's definitely the thing uh, that has to be looked at to try to address those so that nothing becomes big at the end and everything is addressed. And again, when I say addressed, it doesn't mean that things have to be fixed right away or any solution have to be found right away but work towards it and say you know what i know this is a problem and i know it cannot be fixed today but let's make a bit of improvement and let's talk about it in a couple of weeks see where we are right the other thing too is not just talk about it but to actually act on it often enough people talk 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 but there's no actions it's the same thing as a work when you go to meetings and there's action items and every meeting you go it's the same action items same thing with the relationship you have arguments or discussions and those are always the same thing that come back to the table and there shouldn't be a reason why this would happen. You should sit down and find a way to at least advance a little bit so the next time you talk about it, it's like, you know what, it's not perfect, but at least it's better than it was a couple of weeks ago and we're making improvement and there's hope. So that's really the key, I think. At least have a little bit of improvement so you don't always end up bringing up the same, same issues. And if you do, I think... It's important to uh, sit down and really think about it and really try to fix them as quickly as you can, or at least act on them as quickly as you can so they don't become unmanageable. All that said, this takes time and also a willingness from both parties to, I would say to change, but to actually a willingness to make it go forward. If one partner always shuts down the other one uh, every time something is brought up, uh, it's very difficult to go forward. And that's where also can become an issue. And sometimes there's things that are important on one side and they're not important on the other side. But again, it's like I said before, when you're in a relationship, there's a lot of compromises that have to be done because you care about the other person. So there's things I might do that I don't really like doing or necessarily love doing, but I'll do for my partner and vice versa as well. My partner might not agree or like doing certain things, but they'll do it because they know uh, I like it. So if you have that in mind, it's really a big step towards not going to that point of no return and not getting things getting out of hand and manageable. And there's also an important point and distinction too, and I think a lot of the men and women that uh, will listen to this will actually agree with me. Um, it's not our fault. Us men, often, we try to find solutions. And again, maybe it's the way we brought up, it's the way we were raised, uh, our program, but men... A lot of the time, there's a problem and they try to find solutions right away. And the opposite, on the woman's side, often when there's a problem, they want to talk about the problem and they just want someone to listen and understand and agree and sympathize a bit with uh, what's happening on their side. And they don't necessarily have want to have a solution. It's more to kind of let it go. And I think, at least on my side, that's also a big source of conflicts because I guess we wired differently. So we really have to learn to work together uh, when dealing with problems that arise during the relationship. And I think sometimes it's not our fault. It's not 
because we don't want to do it. It's not because we don't understand or it's not because, but we're sometimes wired differently. I know on my side, that was an issue too. It was a problem that was brought up and like at work or like anything else, <laughs> you listen to the problem and say, okay, how can we fix it, right? You know, I was always willing to listen. I was listening to it and I understood and sympathized. But uh, in my mind, uh, the only way to go forward was to find a solution to it. How do we fix it? And that's a problem because that's how we think, guys. But sometimes there's no solution or there's no obvious solution. And sometimes we don't need a solution. It's just to kind of, you know, agree with your partner and understand. And again, saying, you know what, you're right. And let's try to keep in mind uh, that. And just sometimes even just listening and lending an ear and just listening to the problems. And that's enough for your partner to feel better after just because they kind of got it out. And I guess they might be in more receptive to uh, how to address it if we have to address it or how we go from that point. So I think that's, a, that's probably one of the major, a major conflicts between men and women. Uh, I'm talking about relationships, but maybe in general, even with friendship or anything else. I mean, like I said, us guys, uh, we try to fix things and uh, something's broken, we want to fix it. And that's how we work. And when it's fixed, we go to something else. And it's not that easy I guess and that's another thing that I learned and on the woman's side too I think it's also sometimes maybe a bit overwhelming for the guys because again we are that way and yes we can talk about problems and and sometimes women just want to talk about their problems and just having someone to listen but when it's always the same problem coming up and basically there's no solution and just listen and listen and listen uh, you know, we have a feeling sometimes that it's not going anywhere. So again, we kind of step up and want to try to figure out a way to to uh, to fix it and not leave anything open and unresolved. That was a major uh, thing, a conflict on my side. And I think talking to people too, it's pretty much the, the same as well. So yeah, how do you fix that? To be honest with each other, right? And sometimes I, I said it too, it's like, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a solution. And the partner might say, you know what, I just want to talk about it. Maybe that's another thing. Without Before getting into conflicts, maybe it's to start with that. It's like, you know what, I don't want to have see any solution. I just want to talk about it. And if you don't mind, we can just, you know, I'll just tell you about my problem. Just to let it out. And maybe we'll let it kind of settle for a couple of days or whatever, a week, two weeks. And we can talk about it later to see how we fix it. But at the moment, I just want to talk about it. So there's no pressure and you don't feel like, you're not listening to it. And the opposite is the same thing too. Sometimes, again, like I said, compromise. Sometimes it's the same thing about the guy. Maybe, uh, you know, on the woman's side, they maybe to understand a bit more how guys work and they try to find solutions and to open the communication and say, you know what, I, yes, those are good solutions. I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to find a solution or to do anything about it yet. But those are interesting solutions that we can look at and maybe say, you know what, let's talk about it again and what you think and how you think we can solve it. And we can have a discussion about it later and look at the, the various solutions. So I think that way of the expectations, and I think that's the thing, right? The expectation will be set from both sides and people will go to bed or <laughs> less angry because they feel that they're not listened to or they feel like the other person doesn't care. That's one good learning, not only for relationship, but communication in general between men and women. Same thing might apply even at work. So I think that's, that's one of the key, uh, key things to keep in mind. So at the end, how do you deal with that point of no return and that 
big discussion or argument. So how do you react and what should you do? That was a question when it happened to me. Actually, I think we had had a couple of huge arguments before and we decided to sit down and talk. So it was a bit calmer. We kind of talked, both of us basically put everything on the table and kind of came up to a common agreement saying that it would be better to not continue this way and to find ways forward and that it would be better that we discuss how we uh, we go through that separation. I think there was actually really a point of no return. So we talked about it and how we would go forward. I think it's important after that to kind of take some time by yourself to think about it. And that's what I did. Basically, after that big discussion, I kind of sat and thought about what we discussed, how we would go forward and what would be the next step and just kind of let that sink in a little bit and can be a bit emotional. So after that, when you spend some time on your side to settle down a little bit and, you know, everything to be a bit clearer to see how you'll manage uh, all this and to come up with a plan. And after you can sit down and decide uh, the next step. It's something definitely not easy, a lot of emotions during that time. But I think on my side, I thought that was the right thing to do. And there's always a bit of regrets and always a bit of, first of all, of unknown, because once you cross that point, I call it the point of no return, but of course, uh, you can have more discussion after and, you know, kind of decide to go back together. But I'm really talking about that time where that's it. It's really the last time you do that. So you talk about steps and how to move forward and, and what you do. And, you know, you start thinking about how the living arrangements, how would that go? How and when do we tell the kids? And what do we tell the kids? And how do we bring it up? Uh, then after that, friends and families. So there's a lot of things that come, that come into play here. And I guess that's a major trigger that will trigger everything else after. Things that you haven't thought about things I haven't thought about, things that I didn't know would happen. Um, at that point, I have to be honest, I thought it would go, I wouldn't say easy, but I thought we we're kind of on the same page. So I really thought that it would kind of be a bit easier than it was. But again, it's uh, the unknown after that point. It's completely unknown, especially when you've been in a relationship for a long time. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'll be by myself. It's completely unknown. And how do you do that? And how do you move forward? And what should you do? So, you know, you can do whatever you want, but uh, there are steps to be done if you want to go towards a divorce. And those steps, it's not something that you learn or anything. It's something that after you make your decision, you sit down and start reading about it. One learning as well is I should have looked at that before. <laughs> just to be a bit more prepared and see where we're going. I think uh, everything was done in a way that, again, I thought would be pretty straightforward, but I realized quickly after that that it's not really the case and I maybe should have thought a bit more about how this would go after. Not that I wanted to change my mind or I thought I made the wrong decision, not at all, but there's a lot of things that I wish I knew before that I didn't know. And that was a cost after that, not only money, but obviously time and arguments and everything else. So I guess if there's one tip I can give everyone is to be informed. I mean, you can go through that step and decide to go forward, but I think it's important to read a bit about it and to see what comes after. So you have an idea of, you know, what comes after, what the steps are and what you have to do and, and get a bit prepared and just kind of throwing yourself out there unknowingly and just 
go with the flow. <laughs> and I think that would actually help, uh, again, both sides, but I think that would actually help the steps after and the way to, to the divorce. So again, that will probably be another episode as well. I guess uh, the day after, <laughs> the point of no return, or the days after, or the weeks after, uh, what happens, what do you do? And I mean, there's a lot of things that go through your mind. There's a lot of things that went through my mind. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I knew some friends kind of, oh yeah, they got separated, oh, they got divorced and it sounded and looked very easy and straightforward. So um, I think that will be kind of a good episode to see what's out there and how to deal with it. And again, it has to be some kind of teamwork. And sadly, when you get to that point, there's not much team left often. And that's a sad part. I think if there was more teamwork and thinking about as a team, thinking about the kids, thinking about the family together, uh, it would be a lot better. But what happened and what usually happens is everybody kind of thinks about themselves and want to make the best for themselves. And that's a bit sad, I think, in my, in my mind. At the end of the day, it's a very emotional time. Decisions are often made based on completely two different factors if you want one is logic and one is emotion and it's hard to meet together to kind of meet in the middle for a common ground when there's all emotions on one side and logic on the other side and there was emotion on on my side as well uh, again he kind of think about logically and what makes sense and that's what's the most important but at that point all decisions and discussion are might be clouded by emotions which is, I guess, never a good thing. But that's how it is. That's human nature. Well, I think that's it for this week. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. And again, if you did, please, please send me an email if you have any questions or if you want to just chat, you can send me an email at thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com. And if you have any questions as well or topics you want to talk about, you can also reach me on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm also on uh, thedivorcedaddiaries.com. Please, I'm also on iTunes. If you ever pass by there and you want to leave a comment and leave some uh, rating, that would be really appreciated as well. Always welcome uh, having some reviews of the podcast. I think that's it for this week. And like I said, it's been a while and I really, uh, really looking forward to get the more regular recordings and you'll hear from me a lot more often from this point. So I hope you have a very good week and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.